0: Hey, and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off Road Podcast, Episode Thirteen. I'm here with Cody, Luke, Richie, and myself, Graham, and we got a couple interesting topics to cover today. Some some different ones. I mean, we've been covering a lot of you know one ton stuff and, uh, and just fabrication the past few episodes. I feel so we've got some more um, you know more stock ish r- related. Things to talk about today, uh, we're gonna start off with some body mods and armor options and you know what we think about those. And I think we'll probably try and get into you know sort of all of our lack of interiors like yeah, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand before we started here, and we realized that all of our jeeps have like we don't have buttons and switches. we don't have the fancy overlander shit. and I just think that's I mean that's probably just us being us, but uh, I'd be interested to see what you guys think as far as, you know, how that, uh you know, why, why we're all bare bones. But we also have got some interesting, or at least I've got some interesting things to talk about, you know, as far as uh, stuff that happened over the week. Um, two big things I did over the weekend. I bought a yellow J20, which is super cool. And I love it. I'm and I, can't wait to start work- I, I I don't even know what to do with myself. I can't wait to start working on it. And you know, I bought that thing, and then so that's gonna be
1: the uh the new tow rig, right? Uh, no. Yeah, Probably sell the not. Chevy, <laughs> no, get rid no. of it. Come on. How bad is? <laughs> Think about this: rolling down the highway to Roush. You got your J twenty, you got a U haul trailer because fuck buying a trailer with your big ass <laughs> Jeep on the back. I mean, talk talk about the it, fucking scenery. So going across would... those woods, come on, dude.
0: come <laughs> on. It would be cool. I just don't know how fun that would be to uh. To drive up hills or do anything I, with. I, Even if I, I don't swap think it.
2: the J20s had that much of a towing capacity either. No, no, they,
0: they absolutely don't. do. They absolutely. I mean, the J20s uh, 7500. Yeah,
1: 7500. That's plenty.
3: Uh, my rate's hmm. 5,000 and my trailer's too Better not Damn. fucking throw another <laughs> 500 pounds <laughs> I mean,
2: worth wait, of stuff well, in there flirting <laughs> with the fucking mats. Ah, throw yeah.
1: helper bags onto it. You're good to go. But anyway,s go ahead. Sorry to, to cut yeah. you off.
0: The, the Chevy is staying for now. That was you know, the planned tow rig. I plan on keeping that as the planned tow rig. We'll, we'll get there eventually. The trailer definitely got backburned a little bit because of this one, but we'll see what happens. And then immediately after buying that, the next day I went and worked on uh, hydro assist for my buddy's my buddy's Jeep. We're getting that sorted out. I had the the box tapped for. I think I've mentioned it the past couple episodes. I finally got that installed and got his, uh, the tabs for the Hydro Assist Ram mocked up on the thing and uh, mostly welded up and plumbed that all so I could move it out of the shop and move the old Bronco my buddy is working on back into the shop. So That's that was my sweet. weekend. Yeah.
3: Okay. I, uh I cut some holes in my floor and made my four-link brackets fit happy against the unibody rail so uh hopefully those will be welded in i gotta then just pull the rear axle back out because i'm lazy and it's heavy
1: <laughs> you're gonna have to cut a lot of that floor when i went by the shop this weekend to drop the bow fangs off i was looking and holy shit that's gonna be a lot of love that needs to come oh, out Oh yeah <laughs> like i can't wait he's gonna be like fred flintstone gonna it's <laughs> just horrible
3: they're like my upper link mount is even with the upper link mount on the truss and that thing sits in there pretty damn good
1: like so the cool part will be though if you rear diff you'll know it because you could just turn like unclip a belt really quick look around be like ah that's what's going on It'd be <laughs> awesome
3: <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i'm gonna try and fucking patch it all up that was part of the jeep going in the shop is i don't want to see anything through the floor anymore
2: wait
0: wait That's you fair. do sheet metal work
3: uh believe
2: it or not yeah
3: wow i, I can even did. do like nice sheet metal work every once in a while wow i don't believe That's it impressive.
2: i haven't seen it yet I, hey as uh as a eyewitness i can attest to it
1: hmm i'm excited to see that then
3: I just haven't cared with this Jeep because I've known that it's going to be getting what is happening right now since I built it in the beginning. So it was just like, I'm not going to take the time to actually, you know, do everything.
1: That's yeah. fair. Definitely fair.
3: Uh, what about you, Cody? Anything fun?
1: Nothing really. Just uh, chilling pretty much. The Jeep had a few... Few different troubles that I was kind of playing with. I uh adjusted one of my uh brake lines a little bit so that way it's a little bit more out of the way. Uh, strapped down the rolling re- uh, axle shafts that are in the back. That's about it. Oh, I well, I did go and help a buddy do an oil change because I got there and he was turning the filter tight.
4: Okay. Yep. Oh
1: God. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. So I, I, I hop into it, but he has an, uh, I don't know who the fuck did his heater core, but they routed the lines in the wrong spot. So it didn't go up and over. It went like kind of through where the condenser is. So I shoved my hand in there and I'm like, I'm twisting it. I had to get me some channel locks and I'm like, am I going the right way? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit i'm definitely not going the right way things all mangled and crunched I'm like, I'm like you told me this was right he was like well that's what i called you you're like the expert and i go it's just tightening and loosening i just asked a quick question and didn't even think about it and it came off but other than that that's about it I'm, it's been pretty fucking boring oh uh, well i did finish up on one of our jobs that i'm doing for a buddy of mine redoing the basement but that's about it
4: it's pretty sweet
3: yeah. um yeah, man, it was nice seeing both of you guys this weekend because I got to see uh, Graham who popped by for some uh, din-din, and I got to see uh, good old Cody here at the shop. Kish, you yeah. doing anything fun?
2: Well, I I want to do a quick shout-out to Chad Bartley. I got my trust and everything after three days, which wow. that was awesome.
0: Nice. That's pretty fast. And then...
2: Uh, yeah, it was. I was really surprised about it. I was actually planning on messaging him about uh, like a tracking number or some shit when my wife texted me a picture of a box. It's like, is this fucking yours? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: and so and then, it uh, begins.
2: Over the weekend, uh, I found a 2500 to buy. So now I have a toy.
0: Nice. <clears throat> that's which?
2: Oh, no.
1: Hold on. What brand is it? It's a Chevy. Oh, yay. Okay, good. Uh, what, year? Nice, nice. what year? It's a 98. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. I thought you were going to tell me it's a Dodge, and then I got really concerned again, like, transfer transfer cases I, and uh, I would transmissions. prefer a
2: Dodge. <sighs> it's, it's just what I'm comfortable with.
1: Yeah, but aren't the towing capacity of, like, the second-gen Dodge's dog shit? I did, like, 6,500 for the 2,500 gas jobs.
3: Uh, I think well, it's, like, so, 75.
2: Oh, so it's about average for most of those. Yeah. I mean, my my 1500 had a 6,000. Uh, sixty so yeah, two hundred.
1: It, so it's 6,200. So your 2,500 is probably 9,000 if I had to guess. Just kind of
2: roughly basing it, but... W- whatever it is, but it's, it's a 98. It's got the big transmission with, um... It's a 350 gasser. Nice. Hell yeah, All man. Right.
0: Welcome to the club.
3: It's gonna yeah. be boring and slow.
2: Yep. But it'll go... Mm Mm-hmm. How rusty is that? It's... The driver's rocker is pretty trash. Passenger rocker's not that bad. Well, not as bad as the driver's side. But other than that, the truck is actually pretty clean. Interior's clean. Bed
0: is really clean. So what you're saying
3: is we're going to have to cut that rocker out and weld in a new panel?
0: Takes two seconds. Yeah, pretty much. Two of them.
3: All right, once my Jeep's out of the shop, we can do that with the gas. Or with the uh, yeah. welder down there.
2: But one of the cool parts about this truck is it has a easy loader slide-out system in the bed. Oh, it's, it's... kind of fancy. That, yeah. Those are
1: cool. Yeah, and it's 1,500-pound
2: you know that... capacity
1: on it, too. Wow. That's pretty decent. Yeah. And that'll help with keeping like the clutter out, too, because you can just slide shit out, and it's like right there for you to grab. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. It
2: makes grabbing
3: axles easy.
2: Yes, Ooh. that is. Well, it's, it's funny because I'm buying the truck from the axle guy that's going to be doing the gears on my axles.
3: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: The axle guy. Yeah. yeah. Good Jer- old Jeremy. Jeremy Day. <laughs> yeah, There we go. That's what I was looking for.
3: Uh, so, so, yeah,
0: um, I think let's kick it off with, you know, I think that's weekly recap. Um, I would say so armor and body mods. I know Richie, you were uh, you you really wanted to talk about this. I know you're a big uh, big fan of your two by six sliders. We've talked about those before, and how you think that was your you know, your best mod on the thing so far, which yeah, I thought was an interesting choice. So I, mean, I know you don't have too much body armor other than the two by six right now, but I yeah, guess but I
2: do actually want more,
0: yeah. so I guess what were you thinking as far as you know what would be your next steps
2: well i i i've i've always been kind of a fan of the uh the rear quarter armor i know sometimes that's a little controversial but i i've always been just a fan of how it looks depending Hmm. on the jeep they don't always look good on all jeeps but it's also just it it's a little extra protection you know so a, oh, a lot of them have the bars that go underneath the rear window. And that helps a lot with not blowing out that fucking window. It gives okay. it a little bit of a buffer.
1: I definitely, I get that. When you first started talking about it, I thought you were talking about the lower rear quarter panel armor that goes in between your tire and the bumper. And I was no. confused on how that helps at all. And for, I was like, no. wait, isn't that cut off too? I'm like, how the fuck is he going to make that <laughs> work? I'm like, that's <laughs> cut off on my Jeep i have the uh oh sorry no you're good i mean uh i would just i think they do a cut and fold kit i believe it's uh it's not if it's rusty's that does a whole panel that actually goes up and under and has like the gas tank line skid plate there too so it's pretty cool it's it's kind of cool
4: yeah i I did the
3: dirt bounds and on my old jeep yeah so they just screwed in and like i had uh just drilled the holes for them and put nuts on them um but those kept my taillights intact, and I managed to run the same set of stock taillights for two and a half years with them on.
2: Well, yeah. That's that, impressive. That's, that's the other thing, is a lot of the uh, quarter armor there covers the side of your taillights with, you know, a little cutout so you can still see the light coming through the side. But, I mean, it it makes it not a hunk of plastic that gets whacked every.
1: See, that's what I'm thinking about, just drilling into the hatch, extending the the wires up and just going straight through the hatch and doing because those taillights, man those things
0: they're just rock I, magnets
1: well, I, i'm i'm serious magnets. like i don't know how like you guys who drive yours how do you guys deal with that like i sort i blow mine off every trip i it's clockwork
0: i well, uh I mean, you just have to be aware of your taillights and not smack them on every tree it i helps. have a full-width rear bumper
1: or i have to just like care i think i just don't care and that's the problem where like there's a video like if you watch a video that i posted on instagram of me going up split rock there everybody's like hold on hold on you're gonna blow your taillight out i'm like what slap it in reverse crunch and i'm like i'm an asshole like i complain about my taillights yet i fully did that myself so i guess i guess you guys are right
2: or <laughs> I'm just... cody just do what i do and go through like seven sets of taillights in a season
1: that's yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I just get lazy and I'm like, do I really need to replace those right now? And when they comp- when they don't hang on at all, even though mine are currently taped on because I can't open my hatch, it helps with just replacing them quite quickly and
2: I, uh, full, full, full honesty, I actually just have the light bulbs dangling on the driver's side because uh
3: You should really couple... fix that. That's
2: yeah. Oh. I, I haven't been able to find a cheap set of taillights. So, I may have
0: one. I will donate if you need it. I'm I taking it. It's mine. Driver's side? I call it. I don't know. Oh, Richie, maybe not driver. Mine. It might be passenger. Just go
3: to Webster's and pay your $20 and be done.
2: No, I haven't paid more than fucking, like, Ten dollars for a taillight.
3: Yeah, and the <laughs> ticket you're gonna get's gonna be like hundred and twenty, and I'm gonna laugh my fucking ass off. What are you talking off.
2: about? The lights are still there,
0: officer. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, there. it's like there's like a reflective like difference or something like that. There has to it has to be reflective so that way, like if your taillights aren't on, people can see it. Because a buddy of mine got pulled over for tinted taillights, and that was like the cops' excuse. They have to be yes, they're there, yes, they're visible when the brake lights are on, but there has to be I don't know, like I guess there's like a reflective uh, yeah portion the interior to...
0: is hmm. reflective. Yep. Would... I never
1: heard that. Well, he at least that's a Massachusetts law. I could be wrong about Connecticut, but
3: mm-hmm. yeah, so, it don't me. matter. The only reason you're skirting by is the cops don't want to talk to you because they're scared of the roner, me, like yeah. or Richie. Are you regime. running around with the taillight, not even, like, pretending to be attached at the moment?
1: Mine's taped, so I think that's worse than at least being actually screwed No, in.
0: I see plenty of trashy cars with their no, headlight I, I taped on. I don't have on. anything,
1: True. Cody. I don't have anything. Oh. He is
3: rolling like a oh. fucking retard.
1: How do those bulbs I... not break?
2: <laughs> They're resilient bulbs.
1: Well, if you need more, I get them for, like, 27 cents a pop, so I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of which, actually, there's a Cherokee that I'm talking to this kid. It's been sitting in his yard for like a year, so I'm gonna have a uh, donor Cherokee with a high pinion and an eight two five. So, and I'm picking nice. it up for dirt cheap. So, I mean, I I have a buddy who I think is taking the left, taking a few other fenders. Sadly, the hatch already has <clears throat> its name on it or somebody's name on it. So, sadly, that's not available. But um, that's stupid. Yeah, well,
0: the, you're buying it, so you want the hatch too. <laughs>
1: Well, like I was, I messaged the kid, and I'm like, "Yeah, I like I'll just come pick it up." He's like, "Well, it's kind of fucked up." And I'm like, "That's fine. I only need it for parts." He goes, "No, like the thing's fucked up." I'm like, "Oh God!" I'm like, "What's wrong with it?" He's like, "The motor knocks." I'm like, "Okay, could be simple. Transmission doesn't work." I'm like, "Okay, well." He's like, well, "This is broken." I'm like, "What's not wrong with the thing?" And he's like, "Well, I gotta clean it out too because um, I lived in it for like a month." I'm like, "All right, man. Just hey, do your thing. You text me when you're good." I'm like, "I'm not in a rush here, so just." <laughs> But I, I think it's a simple problem. He doesn't seem to know too, too much. So, but his mom was like, yeah, I want that thing gone. I'm like, Chi-ching! All right. That's the easy way out. Cause I'm just be like, Hey, here's 300 bucks. See you later. And then mm-hmm. when he starts complaining, I just go, Hey mom. Yep. 300. All right, cool. See you. Like, <laughs>
3: uh, um, so to tie back in though, um, I'm doing the belly pan thing because I, in addition to the <laughs> sliders drag over everything. Mm. And uh, I'm gonna need them fenders, Cody, because my Jeep's all freaking. You have ear-can. to talk to
1: Buckley. Oh, Buckley already has dibs on. The- so his fenders, Buckley's fenders are good. Fenders. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I'm taking Buckley's hatch. You can take his fenders. His are like mildly dented, but because of his uh, bushwhacker flares, you can tell they're not perfect, and it frustrates him. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I need some silver
0: fenders. I need silver parts. All right, you need so over fenders, you, go, you said? Here's what silver you do. Fenders.
1: Oh, oh, I think it's an overfender.
3: Graham, I'm gonna help <laughs> you out
0: here. Okay. You go
3: to Amazon.com. You type in gunmetal gray or dark silver. You find your rust oleum can, and it's any not that color. they need paint. I
0: need the one that's like a fucking. Crinkled up piece of lasagna to like Yeah, but any color fender oh, who
1: fucking who? Oh, your fender's <laughs> fucked up. Oh no. Call the it's, police. <laughs> I need a header panel for Christ's sake.
0: And my hatch is worse than yours, so you don't get to talk. No does yours open? It does
1: when a story. There you go, I still win. <laughs> Can you put taillights in and out the proper way? Alright, there we go. I win. Thank you. <laughs> uh, especially if me and Luke are Gonna make my doors no longer accessible at some point. I think it's probably gonna be a good idea to get that hatch going. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to crawl through the back to get shit, and that'd suck.
0: Yeah. But yeah, tying back into uh, body armor here. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. The those rear quarter armor things, I've always given Colin crap because they're like three hundred dollars or more. They're expensive. <laughs> Excuse me. They're 300... expensive fuckers. Three hundred. What? I will say yeah, they're,
1: they're not cheap, Cody. Why are we not making them?
0: Because they're a pain in the ass to make. I bet. Do it add a cardboard, to... get the sheet metal, then cut it out. Yeah, but you have to like conform it, or you don't have to, but it's like, you know, it looks like shit if you don't add a little bit of a bend. I don't know. You you need a, sh- a press break we too. Always, Do we have a we press always break? joke like...
2: about the Cherokees being straight boxes, but at least that rear quarter, it's Is got not... like a curve and shit. So, the, the good quarter panel armor has that slight curve. Otherwise, it's like, it doesn't sit right.
0: Yep. And it just, it's weird. I think some of the cheaper sets do make you kind of curve the metal to the sheet metal, but I can't see that yeah. working well because the sheet metal is wimpy and the, you know, sixteenths or I think it's thinner than that, but, you know, the eighth inch steel or whatever the hell it is is probably going to be stronger than the sheet metal but where I was going with this was since I did the tube fenders being able to just slide off stuff and not have to worry about the body as much is a lot of fun
3: yeah that's part of the reason that I'm doing the whole tubing out the rear section with the $7 trailer lights because at that point in time they're either going to slide past or if it breaks oh no heaven forbid
0: but i think if you didn't want to build a cage you don't know how to weld you don't know how to do that stuff i think the the or if you wanted just something that was simpler and you'd rather just spend the money i mean grand buying the stuff to learn how to weld and to do tube work is going to be more expensive than buying those things in the long run so if you're looking for a a cheap entry way into being able to smash your quarter panels off of shit and not have to worry about them as much i can understand the market for them now that makes any sense oh yeah
1: yeah when you put it that way i guess that makes a lot of sense i'm just i'm kind of tainted by luke with his like fuck it, let's just build it kind of mindset yeah so that, that makes sense
3: uh yes well that mindset is also the product of doing this stuff for like 10 years now <laughs> so
2: yeah but, uh, the, the other thing though is just sometimes it's the amount of effort you have to put into making something yourself versus spending a couple of hundred bucks to just buy oh, it. Yeah. Yeah,
3: day. I totally agree with that. Because like my setup, for example, if I were to have bought the uh body armor with the fender flares on it, it probably would have ended up costing about the same by the time that you factor in the tube work and the my labor going into it.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um, there's definitely certain things that make sense to you know buy over build for me oh sorry uh
1: how do so then how do you guys feel about the uh like the rusty's metal flares do you feel that those would be beneficial
3: uh i feel like those appeal to a specific audience because they're cool they do provide some form of a like buffer to banging your fenders up and whatnot and they're a cool looking flare so i could see the market they'd appeal to but at the same time, we're not talking about the same market that Graham or myself would be in, or you no, if I meant you for go more
1: buggy. Like a, I meant more like a stock application for like the weekend warrior who still likes to drive his Jeep to work. I, I could just see
3: re- them being awesome for that, because you could get the built-in flair and have a decent tie-in for it compared to like a bushcracker.
0: Um, True. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they hold up banging off of trees and stuff too.
3: I imagine okay. they'd so hold up to the a fender at all. at all.
0: Cause is isn't it like a panel that goes over the whole front fender and has yeah. the yep. piece? Yep, yep. I mean I, I guess I think
1: they get riveted in if I could be I might be wrong, but
0: and I just I mean, uh, I, that's like a, it's a thin piece of sheet metal though, isn't it? Yes. I don't know. Yeah you're
2: actually able to use I've, your I've never show. been much of a fan of metal f- of really any fender flares. Yep so for me it's always just been a no
3: yeah but i can see the utility for someone that's on say like 35s and drives it to work every day and back like i can also see the utility of some armor and a flare right yeah Yeah. and i feel like we talk about tj or not tjs wow i feel like we talk about xjs a lot we don't ever talk about the tj stuff but for like the tj crowd that is super beneficial because yeah, you can yeah. buy a set of flares, tie them in to your uh, body mounts and everything with like a nice set, and have tire coverage for someone with like JK axles on 37s. They could have a totally legal, no questions asked, drive it anywhere rig by just bolting a set of fender flares on. Well, yep. not just bolting a set of fender yeah. flares on, but you know what I mean. Getting it legal again. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, we sometimes have to I... stuff.
1: Sometimes I forget that this podcast isn't just about Cherokees. When I see your four, <laughs> like I see your three faces. And I'm just like Cherokee, ah, yep. I forget that you know like we appeal to a much larger crowd than just the Cherokee assholes, so definitely like t j flat fenders, dude, that's a must, especially' because of how bad those things fucking crack and just get rotted and bubble and
3: yeah, um, you could put a tube fender in one of them, and it totally makes sense to me. Just, like, uh, on the basic principles, you know, you're going to want your rock sliders, you're going to want your belly protection, and but you're going to want fuel tank protection.
1: Are you still going to feel the same about rock sliders on TJs that are, like, the stock style, not building them, where they actually, like, kind of bolt onto the body? Do you think those are beneficial? I mean, to, a, like, an everyday person, yeah, yeah but, like, yeah, yeah, are, they but get in a serious off-road application,
2: even? Yep. Yeah, those... they're going to
3: be better than nothing being there. And if that, you're on like thirty fives, say. you're not gonna end up in a situation I'm gonna say where you're like trying to, unless you're being dumb, and where you're trying to pivot the whole body off of the weight of that, you're just like protecting your door and that area from getting dinged up too bad and destroyed, so you can keep your door opening.
1: Hmm, that's fair. I guess that makes kind of sense. Definitely the skid plates though for most vehicles, even though it, like a TJ that the
2: gas tank.
1: Well, that's kind of what I was more referring to, as a gas tank skid plate. Um, I could see, definitely or, see those being super it's beneficial like a, on, on a Cherokee.
2: Any, any of the I skid some... plates are good.
0: But skid, just... plates. skid plates are good. I have right. uh, some different opinions on gas tank skids, at least on XJs. And that's just because I've never had one, never felt like I needed one. My gas tank has some... I mean, like, sure, if my gas tank split in half, my opinion would instantly change. But I've been wheeling my Jeep for, you know, five years, pretty much nonstop. And I've never had an issue where my gas tank has been in a position where it could be absolutely fucked. And I'm sure it's been squished on things. It just,
4: I, yeah, Because it's
0: plastic, it just deforms or it squishes up into the floor. It has done that a couple times. Like, I don't know. It just seems like an extra...
3: I had one where on my old XJ, I... It's weird, but I compressed the fuel pump to the point where it, like, locked itself in the top position, and then, like, the pump overheated itself and died, and I found that that thing was, like, just crushed up into itself, and that was pretty shitty. So, I wouldn't do that just getting again. getting lucky then. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again, but I understand your point. I don't agree.
0: It's not necessary, but definitely good for peace of mind would be.
2: Well, it's like in in my first three months of wheeling my XJ, I ended up with a number of gouges on my gas tank that were just so deep, I have no clue how it didn't pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- th- and... That's when I went ahead and got my gas tank skid.
3: And then he put his gas tank skid plate on, and then after he had his gas tank skid plate on, He bent it to the point where it's down at the shop, getting press-braked out, and getting plated. So,
1: Jesus Christ. I did not know you did did that.
0: When you have a gas tank skid, you're going to smash your gas tank on everything. If you don't have a gas tank skid, apparently you don't (laughs) smash your gas tank on as much shit.
2: I have a gas tank skid because I was smashing my gas tank (laughs) on everything. (laughs) I'm definitely, I don't even
1: have that bad of scratches in mind, to be quite honest. Uh, like, there have
3: been a couple of times where we've stopped you, like, right before you were about to, like, take the whole tank out.
1: Yeah, no, there's, oh, I can name three just off the top of my head where Luke was just like, yeah, you're good. Just don't back up. If you back up, you're fucked. I'm like, oh, okay, so go forward. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, I just, I still, the, my biggest thing is, like, right now, my, my rig is still drivable on the road. When I move it to the back, like, if I just lift it up into the back of the uh, the um, the Cherokee, it won't be street legal anymore because it needs to have a firewall around it. So, yeah. unless I, if I do, like, if we do, like, what we were talking about, bending sheet metal and, like, riveting it together, riveting it to the floor, then, yeah, that's still legal, but I don't know. It's like well, you are talking
3: that... about going buggy. If you're going buggy, that's a different can of worms to get into.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about grabbing a uh, a mud flap off a tractor trailer, and just flapping it over it, riveting it to the ground. And I mean, it's thick enough rubber that it's not gonna explode, right? If if something yeah. does spark. Wow.
3: Yeah, sure. That's how all of this works. It'll be great. <laughs>
1: it's, um, it's like NASA material, you know, just carbon rubber fibre.
3: <laughs> right now, I'm working on uh, building up a set of like bars to go between the link mounts. Once I get the link mounts burned in place. And mm-hmm. I want to do a solid skid plate below them, building off of the uh, support bars going to the link mounts from my cross member, and mm-hmm. tying all that stuff in, so that way I'll have a flat belly on the rig and I can just drag my guts over everything, because that was one nice thing with my old XJ. I had a TNT belly pan on there, and you could just drag its belly across everything. Yeah, that definitely would be
1: nice. How does that combat, uh, act like, shaft droop and all that? Is there cutouts for it? or?
3: Yeah, this had a cutout for it. I'm going to do a cutout on mine, probably, like, put two hole saw holes in it and then mm-hmm. just cut out the area to the edge of those hole saw holes, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. on a piece of uh, either quarter or I've got some 5 sixteenths plate at the shop. I feel like that would be an improvement.
1: Makes sense, for sure. Um, Last
0: time I was under my Jeep, I was looking at all the things that I dent, and I was looking at right in the middle of my oil pan, just crushed. I don't know when I did it, I don't know how I did it, but it's <laughs> mushed up. And my exhausts that sit, sits right behind it always get smashed. I'm sure you guys have the same problems where it just, for whatever reason, yeah. that's like the sweet spot for hitting shit. It hangs down low right below all those, you know, those... You know, mm-hmm. always get fucked up. Speaking I don't know of drive- if there's any way to combat that, but...
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, exhaust, my front driveshaft actually rubs on my exhaust. I noticed that not too long ago, like, the collar, like, right where the slip yoke or the slip joint on the front driveshaft is, it rubs perfectly on it. I just, like, I don't know if I should bend the exhaust or if my axle is in the wrong spot or... It's very no, weird. that's Just I've bend heard the about driveshaft. that. Yeah, <coughs>
3: bend the drive shaft out of the way. No, I've what? heard about that <laughs> happening on 2000 <laughs> XJs and like 2001 XJs when they get a high pinion 30. Something no. about oh. them changing the manifold, but it didn't seem like it was an issue when we were flex testing it at the shop. So I never thought about it. Maybe the motor mount sagged out a little
1: bit. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You better get your poly mounts.
4: Ooh.
1: <laughs> no i'm gonna go rubber
0: if oh I'm there go you rubber. go look at that because i'm
1: not going with solid i'm not i'm not dealing with that just yet i'm not going that route yet for especially because a front motor mount is 10 dollars on each side and 25 for the rear for a rubber replacement yeah i'm gonna do that that makes way more sense so okay i'm
3: throwing a set of sfrs in my jeep i've got the money sitting in my wallet i'm just gonna bend over and take it and do the full sfr brackets motor and transmission mount kit
0: so, yeah, it's worth it. It tightens yeah. everything up. It, it does change the feel of it quite a bit, especially with the manual.
3: Yeah, that's my thing, and I like that he mounts the bushing for the uh, transmission mount perpendicular, if you will, with the crossmember, or, I'm sorry, parallel with the crossmember, so it's not rotating on its axis, it's rotating against the rubber mount, so that should make it pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. That that's going to stiffen it up a ton. Like I've said it before but I'll say it again. I mean, I did my motor mounts and it stiffened up. I've got brown dogs in mine. Uh they have the full like 7 bolt plate on each side. It's it's really beefy. It's I I'd, I'd say it's worth the money for the peace of mind.
3: Well, um, that's part of or this does tie back in with the topic at hand of once I build that belly pan I can't have my transfer case moving around the way it's moving around right now because there's a light indent in my floor from where it's hit on a couple of full throttle assaults. So if there's a little dent from where it's hit, it, uh, with stickies and other stuff going on, I feel like there's going to be more torque applied and Mm -hmm. I don't want to have my motor or my transfer case just like, you know, hit the body and shatter or some dumb shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um...
1: Oh, yeah. you, you mentioned tube work earlier uh, you are talking about for your 4-link, and it kind of it brought up a weird thing in my mind. I know we've kind of beaten the uh, the cage conversation pretty good, but on the, the kit that me and you were discussing not too long ago, I'm still having a tough time understanding why it would put mounts off of, like, the B to the uh, trans tunnel. To me, that just still seems like it's not thick enough a metal unibody...
3: to unibody. Really vehicle and that cage is made more towards like a drag spec than it would be made towards like a rock crawling spec so you'd put okay. two plates or you'd put a plate on the inside where that would mount drill a couple mm-hmm. of holes and like sandwich the frame rail there okay huh. um i don't quite agree with it but at the same time it's like those two tubes could be easily modified to work and yeah you know
1: I get that. I was just, when I saw that, it was very confusing, but that kind of makes sense, that it's more of a impact rather than crush kind of a yeah. cage. So the, the design is going to be a bit different.
4: All
3: right. Yep. Um, so I guess, you know, now that you mentioned that and you mentioned the cage, it would be a really good time to hop over to, why are all of our Jeeps
0: losing their interior slowly? <laughs> Not um, even just that. We just, nobody's got buttons or switches. It's just so that- like, basic bitch shit so i mean i can kind of
1: i'll slide right into that my jeep had a full interior at one point in its life it's kind of hard it's crazy to think about but when i went to harris and blew out my hatch um literally that night i'm like fuck it i'm not gonna cover it it'll be fine that night it snowed like two feet so for like (laughs) three to four days i didn't even realize it there was a mound of snow in the back of my jeep which then I also had a tire that leaked. So it kind of sat at a slant t- towards the front. So all of that melted and all went down through the carpet all the way up to the driver and passenger floor. Oof. So I ripped all that out. My headliner was sagging, so I ripped all that out. And then it was just kind of bare. But um, my speakers still work. So that's why I actually kept the radio, because I probably would have done <laughs> something similar to what Luke's going to be doing soon. Um I'll let him get into that. I don't want to steal his thunder on that. Eh, it's but, already
3: been covered, but just uh, boat speakers.
1: Um, But not even Bluetooth speakers, just doing the switch panel for like the winch and doing other switch panels for different things. Um, so then that kind of happened. And then as I started wheeling harder and harder, I'm like, fuck this. I don't need a rear seat. The rear door is sketchy enough. If I ever roll this thing without a cage it's somebody's in the back seat it's gonna be a pain in the ass trying to get them out whether it be any reason but still it's gonna be a pain in the ass so i just took my whole seat out and honestly i kind of like it i kind of like the bare bones race car if you will um feel
3: <laughs> yeah mine started getting stripped more and more because it was like uh the body panel stopped fitting with my shock hoops in there in the rear for the quarter panels. Okay, whatever, those can come out. Alright, well, now I've cut that up even more. I've got the coilovers going in. And the trim came out when I put the tubes through the roof because I didn't like it and the header panel was already just... There's just, like, a bunch of stuff on the Jeep that was all, like, grody and grimy because it had been sitting for years. So, I just felt no reason to put the interior back in as it kept getting modified. And then it was, like, the... uh, center console on mine didn't fit because I had um I've got the Corbu Fat Boy seats or the Baja SS wide boys and um they're wide and tall and they just don't fit with the center console. I had to move them inbound or inward to try and get them to clear the uh doors. And it was like, well, I prefer my doors to shut than having a center console. I can just build another one, and I've been working on that slowly. But, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like I value the wheelability of the Jeep over some of the creature comforts.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Richie, yeah. I know you used to have computer speakers in your Jeep.
1: Oh, God. You Are those to. still there? Dude, it still I, does. <laughs> I watched one go flying one day when he was going up an obstacle i swear to god it thing flew back like a uh, bullet that was terrible all, if,
2: awesome. if, so so my driver computer speaker loves to dislodge itself from where it's just kind of like precariously wedged mm-hmm. and it comes flying out and it's always when i'm like super fucking nose up on something so it just rams right into my crotch Every fucking time. <laughs> Nine Wait. out of ten times, if you ever see me going up something and all of a sudden I've let off the throttle, that's why.
0: Yeah, you gotta just self-tapper those down to the, the dash and they stay in place, you know? <laughs> <How's> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's nice
2: it it's nice because I just like if I'm just chilling somewhere or I'm working on the Jeep, I just take the speakers out from the Jeep. And just stick them on the doors. I'm gonna say that
1: they're not hooked up. They're just like you plug in to your phone, and then they.
2: <laughs> oh no no! They're hardwired into the. Radio. <laughs> but the wires are oh, okay. long. It's the, got long okay. wires. Just oh, my fucking God. Long.
1: It's like, bro, you're using 1980s computer speakers. <laughs> they <here>. are. They're, <laughs> like, like, they're like. They're like the beige. Oh. They're the classic beige. No. <laughs> it's, no, it's the does it have a, does it have a oh, dial? tell me it has a yeah, dial it does <laughs> no oh my god <laughs> no there,
4: there's no dial oh
1: no uh, we gotta, well, gotta hook this man's
4: up.
3: we're gonna give you the uh white trash award for the week
4: <laughs> i
1: need to go fund me for richie's radio <laughs> just to help this man's out jesus
0: christ but other than the the computer speakers is there anything that you've got that's like how much interior do you have left uh i don't have a headliner
2: same. Okay. And yep. 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 I had to pull my rear seat out, so that way I could cut open my the floor right over my frame rail to kind of hammer my frame rail straight again to oh, uh, okay. put my stiffeners on. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they were really bad, caved in. Yeah, Not they as bad were. As Cody's.
3: No, yours was just or as worse bad. Than Cody's. Yeah, yours was oh. like an inch and a half uh thick and like it was bowed out so we had C clamps pressing it while he was <laughs> hammering from the top to get the uh unibody rail back to like the square shape it was supposed to be
2: mm-hmm. yeah oh, and man. just uh i i never put my seat back in
3: there i took the you back know, seat I... out cuz i have a two door with a cage so you know
2: I'm I'm the driver, I never sit in the back seat, so what the fuck do I care?
0: And I thought mine was fucking bare bones. You guys are all driving fucking clap wagons, like, yes, absolutely sir.
2: Yes, sir! Yeah.
0: I but... do have a headliner.
1: Hold on, I have floor mats, does that count?
2: Hey, I have floor mats, Sorta.
0: Too. I have yeah. little, like, Jeep ones I bought from O'Reilly's and RTV'd them down. I had to rip them oh, up wow. when I sunk it. Well, oh, yeah, wow. otherwise they flapped around. <laughs> like, they just... They'd get in your way. Like, I was afraid it was gonna press my gas pedal and just, like, hold it down because they were flying around all over the place. That was my
2: car one time.
0: This is why I RTV'd them down.
2: Fuck you, wait. <laughs> do you have holes in your floor?
0: Me? Yeah. Yes, I do. I've got big access. Uh... I've got big access flaps for the uh the factory certs uh, things that are inside the frame for the factory crossmember. I think I've got bolts in them for now, but I just... I just welded the crossmember on anyways, so it's useless, but I I have access flaps.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways, and now going. you're
3: back Sorry. into the category of clap wagon crash, <laughs> just like I, the I rest
0: guess. of us. <laughs> the only thing that makes mine like clap wagon status in my mind is the lack of carpet in the front. I wish I never took it out. It wasn't really that gross. When I took it out, it got gross, and then I never wanted to put it back in.
3: Mine was gross when it came out. Like, my Jeep had gotten sank a couple of times at that point. Not, like, intentionally sank, but, like, you know, going just down the trail and there was a water crossing that was a little bit on the deeper side. And where my three-link mount went through, kept shipping water in, even with the sheet metal cover over it. So, I just ended up ripping everything out because I wasn't fucking dealing with that grossness.
0: Yeah, but... I mean, in the summer, it makes a difference. It's it's worth having. Even with AC. My AC can't keep up with the heat my floorboards put out.
1: So the only time that I noticed that was when we go to Badlands when it's really fucking hot. And if you just let this Jeep sit and idle on trail, like that's when it's like you get in and your toes are just like melting.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah. That's
1: why you wear shoes. I wear boots.
0: I've got some holes.
1: That's how hot it is.
0: My. Transmission tunnel isn't sealed because it's not supposed to have a manual in it. So that's part of the problem. All the heat from the transmission tunnel just comes right up into the cab. The holes in the frame rails probably suck in some heat. There's like a couple pinholes where heat comes through on the passenger side and the driver probably... I, I repair the floors every year. I don't patch them well. Hopefully... When I cut my floors out this time, they'll be set for at least two years and I won't have to touch them. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I mean, I used to have some buttons and stuff. I've got wiring for the winch to be wired in, you know, like sort of on the driver's side with my left hand, I used to be able to use it, but the wiring, the place I put it was kind of shitty and it's hard to get wires hooked up to the switches. So they now just sit there and they look pretty. And I bought a little, uh, One of those remote control things. So, and those work really well, too. I like it. My
1: favorite was when you you were touching two wires together to run your winch.
0: Well, this is normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I sunk it and the stupid (laughs) controller stopped working. Both of them sunk. So, so get this. I put the backup controller, instead of it being in the center console, I have it clipped to my, uh, my cage B pillar, like, node. So it's yep. above where I would ever sink unless I fully sunk the thing and was drowning. It's above the waterline now. It'll never happen again. I'll always have one that works. But I did buy another one, and now that's fixed.
2: God, that sounds exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's, that is good thinking, though.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, I didn't think I'd sink it that far in the first place. So, And the one that usually hangs on the headrest fell out of the headrest like it always does so it was by my feet at like the lowest point it could have possibly been possibly been in the water and yeah it just didn't end well for either of those controllers it's only like 20 bucks though i'm not Mm. complaining
1: i don't like how those don't immediately stop though
0: like you get used to the
1: button to like have it suck in it doesn't start immediately and then you let off and then it goes like it kind of has like this draw still i don't know
0: doesn't matter to me
1: i
3: want to do a switch panel like for my center console where that's just like right at my fingertips oh and there's our traditional cody leaving us for the podcast he will be back in a few short moments (laughs) oh and welcome back
2: that actually (laughs) took way longer
1: than i thought to have gotta love it yeah, actually no, this was probably the longest I think. It didn't happen I, before I the podcast, so. and it it wow, look at that. Maybe my computer's doing better. Oh shit, every, oh god, um, don't oh shit, don't bang on computers. Oh boy.
3: <laughs> I, I mean, you made it forty-five I minutes. Thought
2: that's how you fixed them. I
3: think um, so too. <laughs> so all right, uh, another thing that I'd like to bring up, you know, we'd really like to get your guys' feedback because. We're sitting here doing this, and you know we talk about what we think is relevant to us. But you know, if there's something that you want to hear talked about, the easiest way to get that in would be to just comment or message uh, the Blue Collar Off Road Shop page. And by doing that, you give us more stuff to talk about and shenanigans. Um, and if there's any kind of like minor events that you guys would be interested in doing, just let us know you know if you guys want to set up like a wheeling trip at the beginning of next season once our rigs are running that would be awesome
1: yeah yeah or you were mentioning something about maybe doing a mud runner stream
3: yeah we could do something like that for a little while possibly on a saturday or a sunday um we're gonna all be hanging out on the discord for koh so you guys are more than welcome to uh hop on in for that you just have to ask one of us and i'll give you a link Or I'll send a link.
1: So how are we planning on that working? Just kind of have one person streaming it and all of us just can hop in and chat and whatnot while it's going on? Something
3: along those lines. And then um, if there's good conversation going on for podcast clips or something, we might capture that. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe we'll watch the uh, race. And then um, Monday night we might have the shootout in here. We'll watch that too and we'll invite people around, you know. Uh, I know that we were talking with Hackbar, and he's more than willing to come back. Jeremy was down. Sean was down with it. So we could have some, uh, fun people on, get some good shit. Oh
1: yeah. I'm down for that.
3: Um, and you know, we really enjoyed when we got the questions from Mark about what to do with the four link and whatnot, even if we didn't answer them perfectly, you know, feel free to message us with more, uh, Stuff for us to pontificate
0: on about.
2: That's yeah, because I mean that's what it is. We want to hear from everyone. We want to interact.
0: Send us your rigs so we can criticize them.
3: Yes, yes that <laughs> would be hilarious.
2: We will happily roast every single person here.
1: And most of the time, <laughs> they'll probably be actually nice rigs, so we're just going to be like, fuck, what do we talk shit about? Oh, that thing's nice. Oh, wow, that's nice. Oh, I like how you did that. That's really cool. Like,
2: <laughs> and then we'll um, shit on it.
1: What? I'm not pooping on nobody. <laughs> came out way <laughs> aggressive.
2: We're going to flip on it. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that was not supposed to be that aggressive. Oh, not to mention, make sure you uh, rate and review on any podcast source that you're listening to. We also appreciate that.
3: Yeah, it's always fun when we hear from you guys. But uh, moving on from there. We were gonna talk about. Uh, I think we had tire size and, or I'm sorry, rim size on the lineup for a backup topic.
4: Yeah.
0: Um. Proper. Twenty sevens or not. What is the What is the proper rim size? Fifteen. Twenty seven. Sixteen half, half. Seventeen. I'm
1: getting, so. Twenty. I go with seventeen personally. I really. I think seventeen is the perfect on-road, off-road use because. You have the most aftermarket support for seventeen well, I guess you could you could argue that with 20s because once you go over 43s, right you have to bump
2: up to a 20 correct?
3: Uh, something along those lines um
1: 15s you know.
2: as well i'm I'm going to say if you're on stock axles 15 is my yeah. preferred I mean you but can if get you're a... on if you're on like one tons or some shit. 17s is you can't a clear great way to go. without but a 17. But I on. barely this...
0: clear my high steer with 17s.
1: Okay, but then barely. how do we have our guys at the Bronco who have 16s clear them?
0: Uh, well, different I, backspacing. I...
3: We have more backspacing on our rims because we're using different year Ford stuff, so we have to have the yeah, larger it... rim size to get the clearance.
0: Our issue is more of a backspacing issue, but in the 17s is like as small as you can fit, and I still I don't know. I like the look of 15s. I obviously, you can't run them on a super duty axle, but if I could, I probably would. You could, I just know. I mean, you spacers. could with
2: enough space, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that just look dumb. I like where Richie's at. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, though,
1: wouldn't 15s with like a 40 have a lot of sidewall flex? So, like, going down the road would be yeah, terrifying, be yeah,
3: they're dumb. gonna have a <laughs> lot of sidewall flex and all of that, but. 15s going down the road, I wouldn't actually be all that concerned about. The main reason for going up in rim size is the tire options and the clearance for
0: the steering knuckles.
1: True. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, But why wouldn't I want to use a 16 and a half? You wouldn't want to use
3: a 16 and a half.
0: Because
2: you're stupid.
3: No, the real reason that you wouldn't want to use a 16 and a half is if it's not a bead lock, they don't have an inner lip to catch the bead um from coming off so they're like an industrial tire and they're designed to be ran at a higher pressure and the safety bead is not as necessary with that um so or the inner bead if you will
1: are those like those aggregation tires or, like, no they're, they're like, like the... just the
3: it's a rim size that comes without a bead or an inner bead on them because hmm. they were like an industrial tire uh the military uses double bead locks to combat that on the humvees and whatnot
1: interesting
0: um they use sixteen and a halfs on humvees,
3: yes, that's why it's such a common size is, uh nowadays because uh you can buy the hummer tires for like a hundred and ten bucks and buy a set of sixteen and a half inch rims um cheap and have a really cheap set of 37s, or you can run the uh, dual beadlock Humvee rims. Yeah, but those things are trash. Those military
0: tires are fucking...
3: Oh, yeah, I don't disagree, but for some reason, the double beadlocks are sticking around, so the 16.5 is sticking around, but it's slowly being phased out, and everyone's going to like 17s. And if we keep going at this rate with the ty- the way tire sizes are expanding, I bet you that 20s are going to become the new 15, if you will. Because back yeah. in the day, it used to be like uh, 36 on a 15 was a big tire. Now, uh 40 on a 17 is considered like uh the normal big tire. Hmm. If we go up to like 43s or 45s becoming the new big tire... I bet that you that we're going to see 20s.
0: I don't know if I can picture that. That's like a really big tire on a really little Jeep.
3: Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like it is, but uh, I'm talking about more like the JKJL stuff. You know, like with the Rubik uh, or with yeah. the Wranglers, it used to be the 15s, then it was the 17s. And as you start getting into or as it's gotta companies. Bit,
0: it's got to be a ceiling to how big your tire is to be reasonable. Like.
3: Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's moved
0: of it's on. has to be there.
3: It's, it's definitely been growing more, though, because, like, if you think about it, you know, with the tech making the truss and everything, one-ton swaps exploded. I would have done my swap without the truss because it's not... or setting up brackets isn't that big of a deal, but it's so much easier when you can buy a truss and slap one-tons under the rig.
0: Yeah, I think that's why the tire size has sort of, you know, normalized around a 40 for, like, Big, big boy stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're doing cool kid rock crawler off-road things, like, and with you've got one-ton axles, you probably have 40s on it, or 42s if you're like, really big dick swinging, but I don't know if it, I don't know if you can really go that much more and, like, and, and keep it semi-road legal. I mean, there's plenty of buggies that have bigger tires than that, Then I don't doubt that, but I just wonder at what point is it worth just keeping your tire size versus going up
4: you know i i i think that's
2: most sorry not to cut you off cody but uh i i think that really comes down to the point of just how much road usage a specific rig sees
0: fair i just i mean you don't see even buggies and stuff i i I don't see anything bigger than like a 43 on buggies these days. Have you guys, they I mean, I've almost, they've got like Rockwell's under them, which is a totally different.
1: Actually out. Conversation in, out West, uh, like in the Northwest, I do believe that they run big, big tires on ton, like one ton rigs.
0: I oh. know for like snow stuff too. You want big ass tires cause they float better. I know mm. that's a thing.
3: Although, you know what, I think you might be right about, like, where we're going to start seeing the maximum limit on tire size. Because now that I think about it, all of the rigs that I see on bigger than, like, say, 43s or 45s just look like these monstrous things on Rockwells that are, like, almost impractical compared to what we would normally do. Mm -hmm.
2: I've Um, also never seen, like, a Rockwell-swapped rig on the road.
0: You never see them on the road. I've seen plenty of buggies with Rockwell axles, and well,
2: yeah, but cool. like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like we, to to go m- much bigger, you need the bigger axles. Yeah, I'd agree with and, that. You know, that's it's why you never see like stock axles with 40s on them. You know, yeah. the, there's
0: reason you do. To that. You do. Club XJ is a thing, or rest in oh, peace. No. I think it's gone. No,
3: it's back. Yeah. Someone started a new page.
0: Is it? So wait, yeah. so
1: what happened to it? Does anybody know?
3: Um, so because it became such a large rolling ball of shit show, it got flagged by the uh lovely Mark Zuckerberg as a cancer pod and sniffed <laughs> off the bud before it could grow into uh you know. Oh, the boog. <laughs> um And someone started another Club XJ page, I got an invite to it, there's another group going on with like 6,000 members already in it, and I clicked the join, and I was auto-accepted, so I feel like I'm getting uh, stalked into this.
1: (laughs) Sounds like you're kind of a place.
3: Probably, uh, definitely, (laughs) Um, you know. But I well, think that we've covered a lot of stuff in uh this short hour. Um Yeah. I I think we should call it here. Any final thoughts or no, I'm
1: no. good. Thanks for listening. Yeah,
3: Appreciate thanks it. for listening. Make sure to check us out on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. All right.
0: Let's, let's uh, go. Well, they clearly found us somehow. Obviously, obviously. They watched it somewhere. Well, I mean, would we just keep watching wherever they're watching from.
4: Yeah, I know. I'm just Why? saying that we got plenty of different I options.
0: Audio. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, you, you listen to it. You know, something, something you listen along to those the, lines. The, the waves go up and down. All righty.
3: <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. Take it easy. Keep it paint side up, rubber side down, and we'll see you next time.